Greetings nerds, this is Sina Nerd. Tonight we're talking the Flash and Black Lightning, since they've both returned to action. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me as always is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing I'm, I'm tonight, doing very Will? well, Sarah. How are you doing? <laughs> I am... There's a reason why I haven't been saying that sentence during the intro, and I figured it out. It only happened while I was saying it. Um, I stutter over it. <laughs> That's why I'm it. <laughs> it's okay. No one's no one's taking points. So. Yeah. Did I did I derail this conversation? You did not. You did not. And a lot of accusations on this call so well, far. I'm just know, saying. You know, you just you just walk into it every time, so it's just so easy to do so. Derailing to introduce our guest. (laughs) All right, everybody. We know you're sick of hearing our squabbles, so we thought we would finally invite a guest co-host to crash the podcast. Polly is back. How are you doing tonight, Polly? I'm very well. Thank you. How are you guys doing? Um, You you can just referee, you know, our, our usual back and forth. I noticed. (laughs) We've we've got some issues. I mean, it's post hiatus, and yet we're we seem to be at odds with one another. Seem yeah, to be at yeah. odds. It happens. It happens. What have you been um, up to, Polly? Well, um, a lot of writing. Um, National Novelist Month for the people that follow Nanamo, and it stands for um, National Novelist Writing Month. You're supposed to write. A whole novel, 50,000 words, and the whole month of November. Uh, the whole purpose of it is just to get writers together to keep producing and to keep the creative juices flowing. And it's a humongous community right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it keeps growing every year. It's just amazing. So this is year 10 for me, and uh, just hope I can can finish it. November is like the worst time with, you know, Thanksgiving and all these other holidays popping yeah. up. But I actually have to write the 50,000 in about 20 days when everybody else gets the, the good old 30, you know, or whenever they <laughs> decide they want to get finished. <laughs> the good old 30. <laughs> I'm oh, so, at, you know, the whole month. So, <laughs> they get so the whole month. I don't. So, have you written ten novels? I have written more than ten novels, actually. Um, four of them were published about ten years ago, mm-hmm. before I started doing this, and the other ones are kind of in my sacred vault that someday I will go back and say, oh, I actually remember writing this, I liked it, and I'll go back and start doing the very long and tedious editing process and rewriting it the whole deal is that you're just supposed to write and don't worry about what you're writing too much but um actually this year is the first year i'm putting what i'm writing every day on wattpad so uh if you're curious about that you can find me on twitter and link it over to there it's my pin tweet cool Right, right. Hey, hey, Will, do you still have that flash costume? Okay, so you're going <laughs> to need to use it and go and break into the vault, and so we can steal some of the story I will do ideas. That. Okay? I will do that. Yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I'll just vibrate through the wall. There you go. I have faith in you. 
<laughs> you got to put it to use. I mean, that costume was pretty impressive, if I do Thank say so. It was. Yeah, I've had it for... Oh. It needs a chin strap, yeah, but yeah, you're fine. Yeah, it's lacking the chin strap, <laughs> oh. but, you know. <laughs> at least it looks, you know, fits better on my head than the, than the actual costume, but. Oh, so you're not the, bi- the fastest bicyclist alive? <laughs> I mean, that's honestly what I thought. I was like, why is he wearing a crash helmet? Yeah, but, yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow, Polly's got some shade tonight. I thought we invited I'm sorry. But, wow. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. Okay, then. All right. Put it in place. <laughs> you know, it's endearing when Sarah talks about costumes. <laughs> Greetings, nerds. This is Will. We had some problems on the Skype line with Polly, so she dropped off for a little bit so that Sarah and I could talk about Black Lightning, and she rejoins us to discuss The Flash. All right, so now let's jump over and talk episode three and four of Black Lightning. Will, what is happening with this family, with this city? What is going on? Wow, Friedland is, it's upside down and it's off the hook, and I'm loving what they're doing this season. I mean, it's just the strong... Well, let's see. Let me just take it character by character because there's just so much going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first, uh, Lynn. So Lynn is working with Doctor uh, Doctor Jace, and this yeah. Doctor Jace is this basically this mad scientist type who uh, has pr- conducted various experiments uh, on individuals with this green light and other. Other things, presumably, because her one experiment resulted in the loss of uh, people, ten people losing their feet and one person dying, and mm-hmm. it. And she is just. I, I love this this dynamic they've set up between them, because you have Lynn who who still sees these individuals as as humans who have feelings and. Uh, yes, and the compassion of trying to help them through this this project that that these individuals have been involuntarily subjected to, and then you have Dr. Jace, who is just this cold, calculating uh, individual who just again just sees these people, these individuals as commodities to be experimented on, and doesn't seem to have a, co- a conscience about it. And, and right. it just, again, you know, one of the things I've, we've talked about this show and one of the things that I like about Black Lightning is how it's, it's very grounded in, even though we have all these meadows and, and, uh, in, in this, uh, city, it still has some roots and grounding in actual historical or, or contemporary, uh, events. And, and this one is just being played out right there uh, with Lynn and, and Dr. Jace. Uh, when you think back to the yeah. experiments and other other experiments that have been done historically on people uh, involuntarily uh, to for quote-unquote science. Well, I, I love that Jace has the potential to be a very, very intense, cunning villain for this show, and I like how they're pairing her off, not with Jefferson, yeah. but with Lynn. 
and and as the introduction and that moment I think it occurred in episode four actually translucent freak where Lynn gets this realization that as much as Jefferson is protecting his family from all of the harm and Tobias and and just people like him who are using those powers for bad. There's also people like Jace who just out of pure curiosity and desire to want to understand and but is willing to make like the morally morally wrong choices in science um, are even a bigger threat in a way because if the government and people like Jace were to get a hold of Lynn's family, they're all at risk. And, and, and that's so, and it's a good pairing because Lynn is as much a scientist as Jace is, but, but they b- both have a different um, set of moral standards. So I really like that. I agree yeah. with you there. One other thing, one other thing about um, the, that with Lynn in particular is how back with uh, in, in Master Lowry in episode three, she still was seeing this project as something of the ASA. And yeah, she yeah, she made mm-hmm. a very you know when if she talked to uh, the agent um I just all to say Bill Duke because I can't remember the character's name but um but you know, she was trying to make the point that y'all pulled me into this and I'm just helping you out because I'm here to help the kids and then you know he just turned it back on her was like no 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 you own this and. And I think we have the fact that you know that Lynn did force her way back into this to work on this experiment for, for her altruistic or good purposes, and then you get her paired with Dr. Jace and 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 Jace's questionable ethics. <laughs> uh, it really mm-hmm. sets up a very good, like as you were saying, a good moral crisis and dilemma between these two characters and. Um, and also when Lynn was trying to convince her to, to help them and Lynn dangled out the, you know, they, they had a discussion about the, the visitation as, as a way to, you know, I, I like the way they did that because it could have been easily to paint this character of Jace's stereotype and, and all, but by introducing the fact that she has a son and she's in, in prison and dangling that, fact in front of her as, as a negotiating chip uh, and seeing the conflict with and seeing child Jace reacted to that um, you know, again humanize this character that could easily become a caricature right right absolutely you know another character who I've always been on the fence about mm-hmm. is Jennifer and I think out of these two episodes translucent freak is a stronger episode on its own, um, and I and it starts right from the beginning because I'll admit male on female violence uh, it it makes me very uncomfortable at times because sometimes it like I remember a scene in Cloak and Dagger that we talked about yeah. where I was just like they yeah, went yeah. <laughs> that that was I couldn't I, I I cringed watching it and it's not that it's bad choreography or anything it just makes me very unsettled in a bad way like it's almost mm-hmm. too real and and I felt like 
like this scene between Khalil and Jennifer, even though it was a dream sequence, like put that aside, the, the, they did, it was, it felt like at that perfect balance of superhero action and, and just adolescent anger. You know, and, and I really liked it and I, and I was surprised. And a part of me was like, well, Jennifer, obviously you can kick butt and this is why people don't like you because you're just <laughs> holding back. <laughs> Cause yeah. it's right there. And I really like that. And I like everything they're doing with the box mm-hmm. and the feelings and all of that and figuring out why she has all of this. And you're starting to peel back those layers more and more and it becomes less adolescent melodrama and more a a kid who's been given this ability she doesn't want it doesn't know what it is and doesn't understand it just like which parallels anybody when they're turning 18 and suddenly are like you're an adult now figure it out (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and i I like i like the way they're doing this introduction of this uh, character who basically is like the, I guess, Jennifer Whisperer to help her work through the, these issues and uh, but it was a very haphazard way that Lynn and, and Jefferson uh, introduces this character to, to Jennifer as a way to en- engage the, the therapy uh, because, you know, Jennifer's just out, you know, at the park, you know, enjoying the day, and then, uh, she comes up and, um, you know, like, what's going on here? Why, why are you doing this? And then, uh, whenever Jennifer confronts her parents about this, and it was one of those things where, uh, that anger of, like, and that feeling of betrayal and, and, you know, all these things that have been sort of building up this season since she's basically, as she said, she can't, the only freedom she has at this point is just being able to go around the block for her to get some fresh air and that's it. And then, and then right. her parents doing what they did to help her. But at the same time, it further alienated Jennifer from her parents. And, and it also, it, it was a, a, one of those moments of, uh, one of those moments where with, with Jefferson realizing the, the, the consequences of him having these powers and a very dramatic moment where he, you know, embraces her and says, I'm so sorry I did this to you. And he just, it yeah, it's my, my fault. fault. I, you know, I, I, I didn't want, to, if I could do anything to, to, to take this away, I, I would. And I, and I guess, one of the things that's happening this season as far as, you know, it's been titled The Book of Consequences is, is all the consequences that has unfolded for him having this dual life and not being able to, and, and not being able to be all things because he has mm. the, you know, the consequence of being Black Lightning and saving the kids at Garfield it led to the led to his dismissal as as principal. Well, it's the consequence yeah. of revenge. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. it. This this thing between him and Tobias yeah. is all about trying to get justice mm-hmm. for his dad, 
and and which is a very honorable thing to do but at the same time you it, it is it makes yeah. you lose focus and makes you unable to see the bigger picture until now and and to go back to your point about that apology moment what i thought was really fast fascinating um in episode four was that that great highlight of jefferson yeah he's very understanding that his actions as black lightning and him being a meta and transferring that gene like that's a big sin of the father so to speak for being a meta and just the genetics involved in that play but what he hasn't yet realized is how his pride as just being a man who the principal and having all of that power has now affected Jennifer's life because now she can't right. go to school. And yes, oh, yeah. Lynn and Jefferson are using the excuse, nope, you have to de homeschool because you don't know your powers. When the reality is, Jefferson doesn't want her, her to be exposed to the leadership that was, is occurring, which he despises. And, and I, I hope that just as much as we got that moment where he, he breaks down and says, I'm so sorry. This is all my fault. That's him as a meta. I want to see the breakdown as him as a father and just a human who is allowing his pride to to push her in, in straight into yeah, Khalil's he arms. He really, Yeah, you know, I didn't think about that, but you're right. All these things that he's doing to, quote, unquote, protect her is... It is indeed pushing her into Khalil's arms to, and, and, and especially when the, the training sequence that they had at the very beginning of the episode, which as, as you said was very, uh, very raw and, and it's very hard sometimes to, it's hard to watch that. But at the same time, uh, Jennifer and Khalil had, did have a very special thing. And mm-hmm. I think Jennifer, even though even though Khalil has has is now painkiller and and his Tobias is lackey, there's still I think at some level and and I think during that training sequence, the the therapist was really trying to get her to to realize that she still still has positive feelings for for Khalil. And, right. and she's gotta figure out either, you know, either she needs to put those feelings in a box and once and for all break it off with them or I think Jennifer still feels that maybe she can pull him back to, to being the good Khalil that she used to know. Um, and so. Right. And then when you have Jefferson doing all these things in the quote unquote name of protecting her and Lynn as well uh, it yeah you're, you're right it, it does have the it's going to have the inadvertent consequence of pushing her to to, to Khalil and, and by extension Tobias right. and you know again that's where Tobias may once again have you know a, a, another victory over the Pierce family and, and even further fuels Black Lightning's need for revenge uh, not only for for the death of his father, but in the murder of his father, but also now one by one picking off other members of his family. 
which you know, which I think you know, mm-hmm. and, and thinking about that too with with Anissa, and her her turn is Robin Hood, <laughs> and again mm-hmm. getting into these morally uh, ambiguous areas uh, as a vigilante, because mm-hmm. you know, I think even though she, I think Jefferson still, even though he has, he's a very prideful man, and has a definite sense of right and wrong he still has that empathy because if you recall I think it was in the start of episode 3 where the one uh, young lady uh, had the green light episode and and of course the police were ready to you know, to, to use lethal weapon I know what yeah. you're talking about yeah. and, and but Jefferson you know as black lightning he was like no 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 we, you know, we can't don't let me handle this and he was coming out of a place of empathy because she didn't ask this to happen to her. You know, this green light was was used on her, and and so you know, he still has that empathy. Whereas Anissa is a very she has a very like black and white sense of like all these folks in this town green light are they're they're just no we just got to take care of them. And she doesn't seem to have that same sense of level of empathy, but she has a, a, a level of uh, the ends justifies the means by like you know going and taking this drug money or green light money and giving it to the church. See, I don't, hmm. I don't know if that's right. I don't know if the empathy. I would, I would say that it's empathy, and that's the difference. Um. Now, I know you didn't watch Daredevil Season 2, even no. though I told you to, but I'm going to do a parallel, because there's an epic scene that I swear to God, Will, you have to see eventually, where Punisher and Daredevil talk about means, right, and the justification, because Daredevil's all about not killing people, and Punisher, he's like, if they're bad, no, they're going to get killed, because that's the only way to eliminate the problem. And and I don't know if that's now yeah for the Punisher Frank Castle doesn't have any empathy for the bad guys, but I I think it's very similar and I think the issue is that because I think if if you had to replace Anissa in um, with or if you had replaced Jefferson with Anissa in that moment with the green light girl, she would have also done what he did. Where, where they go, where they diverge is how do you treat the enemy? And the enemy isn't the green light people. They know that. The enemy is really Tobias and all of these other people who, who want to control and want power and just greed. And, and so I, I don't, know if it's a lack of empathy but just I think there's there's two points I want to make one I think that when I talk about Jefferson's pride and I think it's part part of the reason why he's he's um, making these decisions with his daughters is because they are his daughters you know you know Anissa wouldn't do that that's my kid what do you mean she did this? I, I raised her better than that. Well, you raised Anissa as a human. Now you're having to face Anissa as a meta. And 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 I still and what she does with that powers is a reflection on him as a father, 
who also has powers. So if you think anybody could raise her correctly, it would be him. So I think that, that again, his pride is kind of interfering there. And then the second thing is that, is that I think with Anissa, she's honestly fading for me, like as a character, Will. I, I don't know why, but this, this, this Robin Hood storyline, I think is weak. And I, in comparison to everything yeah. else. And I know it's unfair because, but it's really interesting how last season she was the character I was drawn to yeah. most. And this season, I feel like she's been put on the back burner. That's interesting. That's interesting. I, and I, I, I one other thing I noticed that, uh, you haven't said is that Jennifer's annoying <laughs> as much as she- well she, she she redeemed herself in this fourth yeah. episode for me I was I was like yeah like they they made the right choices for her character to make her more sympathetic for yeah, me as a viewer I, I noticed that I noticed that um, and I as far as Anissa I think where I'm having difficulty with her this season and I, and I love the banter that Jennifer and, and Anissa have with one another. Uh, and Absolutely. It's just, uh, it, that scene where they were talking about uh, Anissa and her, you know, relationship choices and stuff, it was just you know, a, a good moment as far as just, again, grounding these characters beyond just being metas and fighting crime and, you know, the superficial kind of, you know, de- uh, dealing with the uh, situations. And I think Jennifer, she was, you know, she was the, the audience there. Like, you know, this, uh, what you did to Grace um, was just wrong. And and this how she was like how Anissa all of a sudden was hooking up with the the the, 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 the media star and everything else and and. You know, you had a good thing with with Grace, and you know, and Jennifer and Anissa had to admit that, hey, I, I was wrong in, in in doing that. And I, and I think where where in season one, Anissa seemed to be, you know, the very driven, very upright um, sister who was in med school and and doing all the quote unquote right things and stuff, and 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 Jennifer was the more kind of free spirit. It seems this season, Anissa is, how should I say this? Um, I just, I'm just not finding her very likable right now. Just by the way she is just, the way she's just conducting herself. Uh, It's, it's like her and, and Jennifer traded places. And suddenly I'm like, oh, wait a second. I thought, I thought I understood these characters. And now all of a sudden I completely feel yeah. the opposite the way it is before. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, Jennifer, you know, this is the last season. I mean, she was, you know, when she was taking moral stances as far as, and she's doing it in, 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 in a positive way, like helping out whenever they had the demonstration on the, the campus with, with the, uh, uh, I think they hate the groups and, and whenever they had the marches in, in, in the city, uh, with, uh, when these, these issues were coming up with green light and, and some of the other things, she was a very, you know, traditional, I guess, you know, 
you know, social justice, positive person. Now she's like all of a sudden, you know, become the you know this this Robin Hood thing, which I, I'm Harriet. I'm, yeah. Harriet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think there's no flaw. Yeah. You know, and in a way, yes, she she's she's stealing from from the greedy and to give to the poor. Is that really a flaw? I mean, there's going to be a moment where she's going to get in way over her head and make a wrong yeah. decision, of course. But yeah, I there yeah there's there's not there's no right. cracks. I mean, as annoying as Jennifer is, she still has a compelling arc because she doesn't want what she has. And and there's that's something we've we haven't seen from yeah. these shows before. Like Barry Allen, he was yeah. like, Hey, I'm the flash. Yeah. It's yeah. So cool. Even <laughs> Nora, she's like, I don't you know, you held back from me something I would would have loved to have. Yeah, and, and, and Jennifer's like, Well that's cool, but I I had a different picture for my life and with Anissa it kind of was like this is what I've been looking for forever I I like needed this because I feel like there's so much injustice in the world and this is my my hammer um and I'm gonna use it and so and and it's not that I have seen that before it's just that it's one note yes yes very and so I I, I hope now granted I still think the writing is stronger than ever right now with everything they're doing because it's still so character driven that it doesn't and we've talked about this earlier on the flash these shows do well when they use the character arcs correctly don't don't feel like you have to do everything at once that it gets too thin. It's not. It's yep. way too thin. So, so I'm fine with how it is. It is something that I hope they come back to later on as the series think, goes yeah, forward. Yeah, I think they will. I mean, they've shown that they that they can do that. And um, the other other thing that um, they are going back to is the uh, uh, relationship between Gamby and Anissa and. Again, can be sort of playing the role of I'm going to help you, but I'm going to you know, but I'm still going to tell Jefferson about this, and and it, it you know, and it seems that if we all if we recall, you know, Jefferson and and Gamby you know, went through a really rough spot last, last season, and mm-hmm. really uh, their relationship uh, deteriorated. To the point where, uh, you know, we didn't know what was going, we didn't, we, we hoped that they would be able to bond again, and they, they have. Right. But we're, we're seeing this again where Gamby is doing some things and, 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 and Jefferson, um, you know, he's trying to, again, teach Anissa how to use her powers responsibly and, and so how much of this interference from Uncle Gamby is going to, you know, potentially cause a rift. Well, I mean, especially when Gamby tells Jefferson the truth and that Anissa is actually his. I mean, <laughs> that's what I read into uh, it. <laughs> you, should, you should write. You should write some bad things about Jeff about uh, Gamby and Lynn. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but <laughs> that's just it's 
just this funny thread that I'm going to continue to pull. (laughs) (laughs) It just is what it is. But but no, um, I forgot about that. I forgot about that betrayal that occurred. And and you're right. Most likely they are setting up for maybe not as big of a riff because right now um, Jefferson and the DA are kind of going through their lover's spat. But but Anissa choosing to go live with Gamby, I think that's going to cause some some issues because again, it's all about Jefferson, the father, and and the consequence of being a father. father. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He is. I mean, he is. He's a very controlling dad. Yeah, yeah, and if we see it all the time, if you're too too of a controlling parent, then bad things happen. Yep. That's our recap of Black Lightning episodes three and four. All right. So let's get into the flash. We got two episodes cover. We got a lot happening in Central City these days with Cicada. I just like saying it. Guys, uh, well, Cisco is not dead. Um, he, Bide is dead and Cisco is in hiding. And I thought it was really interesting in episode four, Newsflash, that we didn't have any Cisco. And I actually think that this is probably the best episode of the season yeah. so far. Yeah, I have to admit that and I even commented to someone on Twitter that uh, while I was watching the episode, I, I, I didn't miss Cisco. And, and, yeah. and I think it's just how they've characterized him so far this season as the uh, moping drunk, sad, wallowing Cisco, but I did rewatch uh, Death of Vibe uh, this evening, and of course, of course I did. Well, did. it's been, you know, it's been a couple of weeks, and I just wanted to refresh my recollection. Um, there were some good Cisco, classic Cisco moments, but yeah, but again, I think it... I think one of the things that they showed in Newsflash is that some of the supporting characters can take a week off, and quite frankly, it helps with the story and move the story forward, because mm-hmm. instead of trying to spread too many plots too so thin that it ends up diluting the episode, uh, I thought that this episode was, was very newsflash in particular was very well well done. It's very tight, and um, it get, show is to me is getting a lot closer to what we fell in love with season one and two. Totally agree with that. What about you, Polly? Did you miss Cisco? Yes, I actually did. I thought his. Um, like, I didn't mind that he wasn't there for it, but if you remember in Death of Five, Caitlin wasn't around, and Caitlin, you know, she was with Ralph. So if Caitlin is, like, Cisco's really close friend that we saw in season one and two, and somehow they disappeared in three, four, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, there should have been some connection there. I don't even care if it was telephone call. I'm like, he wasn't actually there, you know. Mm-hmm. But there was absolutely no friendship 
there. She's like, oh, I died. Oh, well, I'm going to go mom and dad's house, who I absolutely hate. When's the last time that he went to his parents' house? It was for Dante's birthday. Yeah. 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 And they hated each other. They couldn't stand it. So why go there? Well, Well, Dante's dead now, you know, because remember, we have 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 (laughs) questions. Right, I know. I I um I really thought that like, like him not being there was just it was like bad or lazy writing almost because you know he almost died the episode before and then all of a sudden he's not there. It's like the only episode he wasn't in either, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, first time. guys remember yeah, it's the first time he's been yeah. in every single episode up to this point. You'd think that there would have been some kind of connection, either, you know, a phone call or, you know, Caitlin wasn't there, so she was out with Ralph. So you'd think, you know, since they were such good friends, that they would be coming back together, at least for a little bit, make sure he's okay. And, um, I, I don't know. It's just me. I It was lack, and it was bad timing that he wasn't eat. He was barely mentioned as a second thought by Barry. Like, oh, yeah, his with mom and dad. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I never Personally. thought about the Caitlin Cisco thing, you know, being a problem for some reason. I actually, I mean, beyond just him being gone for the episode, it was very obvious that they put the bra- hit the brakes on Caitlin's journey to learn more about what happened to her dad. Right. Yeah, and and she was kind of just playing the the role that she used to play back in season one when the episode didn't really have a when she wasn't really part of the A story. So, and and again, I I don't know why. Well, I think I know why, but for some reason, I felt like it it helped make this a stronger episode because I don't. I don't know if I can handle another episode of Cisco being no, mopey. Yeah. Yeah, it it has been de- depressing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I but what did you guys think about the villain? Did you guys actually enjoy Spin? Yeah. Um I No, you oh, go first. Go you ahead, go sorry. first. Well. I did. I you thought did? that it was a good villain because it was Iris West's yes. villain. Right. And yeah. that's why it worked. Because this and what was really obvious about this episode is that this isn't a very central episode. This is all about Iris West. This is about Nora, that relationship, that dynamic. And and so I thought that the villain worked and, and they especially made it work at the end when they tied in what went, what happened to her with what was going on with Cicada to move that storyline forward. So so for all intents and purposes, absolutely. I, I did enjoy this villain. Now, Ragdoll is going to terrify <laughs> me in a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that one, I, yeah, I, me too. Will, you're on your own to recap that episode. I'm probably not going to be able it, to watch, watch it. it. I'll hold, I'll hold, um, I'll, I will hold your hand and you can watch it. Okay, don't worry. We'll get through, we'll get through, we'll get through it we'll together. We'll be there for you. I hate <laughs> dolls and I hate clowns and I really don't like contortionists. This guy's amazing though. I have seen him, you know, on what was that? America's yeah. Got Talent or whatever. Mm-hmm. But honestly, creeped me out. <laughs> I'm like, I, oh my I, goodness. <laughs> the, the 20 minute 
the twenty second trailer, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. Oh, I'm surprised. No, yeah, I, hate uh, I was really surprised. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, the Halloween was one. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um. But it but it makes sense because you can't understand that villain without having some of the context laid out in this episode. Yeah. Right. But I, mean, we'll I didn't here. enjoy Spin too much myself. I mean, uh, kind of cheapened his powers and made him a her. And but I mean, I understand where it it was Iris's villain and went forward. It just seemed like. The basic, I know it's not on the comic books, don't jump on me, but I'm just saying, you know, it was, it was good, but it wasn't as good as what she, he is. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, it felt like they were starting to do the same things that they did last season, uh, with mm-hmm. the, uh, gender bending and the villains not right, really being what they are, but being what they want them to be. And it kind of was cheapened to me, but I mean, I do understand the whole, this is getting Iris's and Nora's story forward and we can't go forward until we handle some of these situations and should really help bring those out. You know, I'm not, so it was mixed for me. I, that's why I had to ask if you guys enjoyed yeah, it or not. I, you know, as far as villains of the week go, we, we've seen better. We, we've seen worse. Uh, it definitely, definitely yeah, better than sure. the block character from a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. the Jello woman. That's what Michelle was calling yeah. her. Was Jello woman? Because why is she yeah. putting everybody in Jello? And I was like, I don't. I, I, that's forever, who... <laughs> she will be forever known as Jello woman. Uh, thanks, thank, thank Michelle for that one. Uh, so, but I, I agree with Sarah. It was good for Iris to have because it. it it did a couple things. One, it reinforced the fact that Iris is a journalist because we have that has been put to to the back burner way too many times in this in this um, this series, and so you know, in all of season four, quite frankly, it seemed like so. It was good that that was there. It also was good that. The it, it was a good way to utilization to, to introduce the meta meta tech and and yeah because there's only so many ways ways that you can have bus metas you know, particle accelerator metas so now we have the satellite metas and one of the offshoots from the satellite right. satellite metas is this meta tech, which uh, opens up the potential for um, some interesting uh, ways that, you know, I think will play into how Cicada uh, gained his powers uh, from from the satellite. Mm-hmm. So, because yeah. uh, it looks like he has some kind of mix of, you know, clearly he is a victim of whatever, you know, what occurred during the Enlightenment. So, um, how all those things sort of work together? Uh, they don't put those things out there for just just the G Wiz moment. This this is going to play into the overall big picture of the season, and also could play, potentially play into uh, why Nora is is here and 
how things changed in in the timeline. So, uh, so, so for those reasons, I thought Spin was you know it's an okay villain, and um, it, it it also you know gave us the opportunity to to learn a few more things about Nora uh, as an individual, and so yeah, it, this character played several purposes, and I thought they all executed them all pretty well. So what did you both think about the secret that, and and the real riff between Iris and Nora that occurs in the future? I mean, is is Iris in the right? Is she in the wrong? Is it too melodramy? Is it just melodramy enough? I'm making up words now. All right. So, so Polly, what is, what are your thoughts on Iris's decision to um, suppress Nora's, Nora's powers in the future? There, there's a few different things I can think of that why she would do this. Of course, you know, we know Iris isn't just this mean-hearted, you know, you can't do that type of person. But the one thing is that I was thinking, if Barry disappears, you know, like all the newspapers say, and Nora obviously said, and Iris finds out that her daughter has the same ability that her father does, maybe it's too painful, you know what I mean? I know as, like, a mother of lots of kids myself, you know, sometimes it it hurts to see that my one daughter looks a lot like my sister Linda that passed away, you know. And although I don't mean it to be, like, cruel or something like that, but maybe she did it so that she didn't remind her of Barry so much. And, of course, the more that you try and get some kid to, you know, not be something, they are something. You know, you tell them not to listen to that rock and roll and or whatever, and they, you know, they listen to it as soon as you're gone. But, I mean, that's my thought. And um, I know a few others had a few thoughts, um, you know, that there's, She's from a future where metas are said they're repressed. They're not allowed to be metas or they'll be captured, kind of like an X-Men type of thing. And so Iris had to do it in order to save her daughter. And I'm kind of leaning on the second one, you know, a little bit more. But, um, I mean, that's my thought. Mm-hmm. What about yeah, you, Will? you know, we Early on in the season, we, we talked about the rift. Nora and Iris and trying to figure out what caused it and we are we are starting thankfully they they did not drag it out all season I I think so uh, kudos to the writers about that and and I think I, I I'm I'm with Polly and I know we talked about it too some as well Sarah with that something you know I think the the pain of losing Barry I think definitely is driving some of why she put the chip in. Um, the, I think the, I guess, I guess it was Lutches of Tomorrow that had the other theory, you know, where the metas are banned from using their powers in the future, a la X-Men, um, Avengers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the other thing, other thought I had is 
Clearly, uh, I think there's another unknown reason that we will learn throughout the season, and it could be uh, the simple fact that Cess is, is, as we've seen so far, she she's a lot like Barry, and 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 Iris knowing all the uh, tragedies and all the, the things that Barry did early on in his career as a speedster, i.e. Flashpoint, um, I think Iris was concerned that, and, and rightfully so, that Nora would be reckless and try to go back in time and change the timeline. And for what, whatever reason, six months prior to her uh, doing whenever Nora found out about her powers and learning, discovering what happened and, you know, reading some things in the Flash Museum and and wanting to go back and, and change things so she could have her dad, um, that was probably another reason why Iris maybe just put that chip in there to keep that very thing from happening, which has has now happened, which is we're going back in time to, to save Barry. And and as we all know, whenever you do that, consequences to the timeline are not good. So, so in the death of Vibe, they drop some information or not drop some information that hinted at some a new mystery in terms of the why Nora appeared when she did and why during the enlightenment yeah the obvious reason the her whole reason for being in the in the past is to be able to connect to her dad um so he has to be around so she saved him but i really liked the new harry sherlock um hinting that well maybe there was another reason another motivation and i hope this leads back to eddie thon I pray to God. Well, oh, uh, well, there was there was there you was a ta- there was a tattoo. Yeah. There's Sorry, the tattoo. What? The removed tattoo. I wonder if she got had gotten Eddie's. Why are you Why are you acting like I know what that means? <laughs> <laughs> you just ran. You're you sound like a person. Like imagine, well, you're on the street and and you come across me and I just randomly say, "There's a tattoo." <laughs> well, I just thought you remember <laughs> a tattoo. I know. Well, what are you talking about? Explain, Explain yourself. yourself. Well, I was just picking up connection with Eddie Thawne. And, and, and so. Yeah. I'm not a nerd on your flash chat thing. Tell me what no, I should that's know, just, people. That's just my fault. That you, you were, I'm just picking up your point. I don't get it. Polly, can you help him explain it to me? Yes. What's happening? Thank you. Okay. Sure. Like, uh, Look, however you say them, he told Iris, you know, you had a tattoo on your shoulder, perhaps a deceased detective or ex-lover and or something like that. But yeah. it was basically hitting that she had Eddie tattooed on her arm or shoulder blade or something and she had it removed. So Will is trying to say that maybe if that's a foreshadowing of Thon coming back or... Or something, yeah. of, huh. something of that yeah. nature. Or, yeah. or something of Eddie. I mean, yeah. I mean, somehow Thawne right. has to, because 
as we know, I mean, obviously, Eobard is, is in, somehow makes, is in the future, so get into all the various convoluted timelines and whatever. Eddie has to come back and somehow be around in order to keep the Thawne bloodline going. I I get it now. Well, Polly explained it to me. (laughs) (laughs) So, so what are your um your guys' thoughts on the new Sherlock or Sherlock? I I don't know. He doesn't either because his accent drops in and out throughout the. (laughs) Oh, amen to that one. Uh, It's a disaster with his own accent. You know, I'm like, if he couldn't do with the accent and hold it. Choose somebody else, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't really like him, honestly. He's a Ralph from last season, honestly, if you think mm-hmm. about it. Um, he's distrustworthy. He has no respect for women, just like Ralph did, because why would you have so many wives if you, if you were respectful? Um, and, I mean, he's just sleazy. Uh, it's just like uh, Tom and uh, Harley's uh, roles have uh, changed. We have now Ralph acting more like Harry and Tom acting more like Ralph. And it's it, it got to me. It really irked me. The only thing that was nice was that he actually gave credit to where credit due and said, this was Ralph's idea. You know, and I didn't expect that from him, honestly. I just expected everybody to keep praising him and he would be fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm liking Ralph this yeah. season. Yes, yeah. me too. Uh, he, this is there, the there, Ralph that I can Exactly. It, it is yeah. just the right amount of Dibney. No, don't, don't overdo it. We don't need a full episode about him and he doesn't need to die right. again. Oh wait, he didn't die. Come back. No, 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 no. He, he's, it, right. they're doing him right. I, I, I actually liked the pairing of him and Sherlock, um, because I, they're, they're like, of course, that's, that, that's a smart move because they're, they're foils of one another. I mean, they're both detectives. Yeah. They're both sleazy and they, they have different, and I like how they clash, even though they're very similar. And and again, they they subtly push the main plot forward with yeah. their arc, and 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 that's I, we've always seen the Flash struggle. Like sometimes their B and C storylines don't do anything. There's no there's small purpose, but it it really leads to a dead end almost. So I like I said, I think this is overall one of the strongest episodes of the season, and I hope they continue to produce episodes like this moving forward. Um, I understand some of your points, Polly. You do bring up some good ones, um, but I guess I'm just looking at it from a different perspective. Yeah. I mean, when I tell people that when I look at an episode, you know, of a show, I look at it as its own, uh, you know, entity as much as I can. Now, Slash is hard, hard for me because I get overzealous about everything. But um, it's just, 
it should be continuous from the beginning to the end. And if you've never seen or heard of The Flash before, you should be able to sit there and watch it. And, of course, you're going to miss side plots, but you should know exactly what's going on. In this season, they have done that. You know, you can pick it up from anywhere. Yeah, okay, so you might not know the whole story behind Nora or why, you know, Barry's acting this way or Iris is frantically trying to be a mother to somebody her own age. But, you know, you, you're going to get that plot from A to Z every single time. But, you know, as a whole season, it has to tell that story as well. So these are like mini stories inside your chapter inside of your novel. And um, they really have done a great job. Really pulled it out of last season. I wasn't quite sure. I was not excited at all for this for this season at all. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to watch Air. I'm going to watch Legends, and that's going to be it. <laughs> Ooh, I have a question. I have a question. Well, this is a great one. Okay, so at the start of the show, we teased your Halloween yeah. costume yeah. question. Moving forward, every time you watch The Flash, are you going to wear your Flash costume? Uh, That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, I'm going to wear my Star Labs t-shirt. How's that? Um, Not the same. And yeah. also, you indirectly answered my question. <laughs> and I'm a bit disappointed in you, in you sir. Bis- bit disappointed. I, I will wear my Jeez. costume. I will, I will take a picture and <laughs> tweet it out so everybody can see me. We need proof, you know. Wear my costume. Yeah. Talk about meta. <laughs> the Flash, watching the Flash, tweeting yeah. about the Flash, <laughs> wearing the Flash outfit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, man. But but seriously, what are your final thoughts on on the death of Vibe and News News um, Flash? I you guys made some great points about Harry. And Ralph and their. I, as far as this version, like real quick, I think the one thing that I thought that from death, death of vibe was uh, with, with, with Wells was this that uh, he given he picked up something that Nora is hiding. We've seen that shit look like or or that shifty look uh, multiple times now either last season and, and this season so I don't know if it's that she, I mean clearly she is she knows more than what she has has let on it's still too early to um, for me to figure out or put out there what I think it is, but uh, you know, as we get more little morsels of information throughout the season, we, you know, I, I will, I will put my theory out there as far as what she's hiding and hopefully I'm right or maybe way off. Shall see. Wait, uh, you're not going to share no, your I, theory? I, I'm still formulating it. It's will it's a half done formula on a whiteboard right now. Yeah, He's not quite just, sure about yeah, the end. He, he gets me <laughs> he gets me to drop like so many off <laughs> random thoughts and he's over here like I'm not I'm ready not, yet I'm not. all I know is she's hiding something. <laughs> I, like I don't know what right. that something is, but it has something to do with Cicada and 
watch it drop it like next time that the flash is on. He'd be like. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, that's, yeah that, exactly. was that was my theory. That was yeah, yeah. yeah. No, what, what what I'll do is uh, maybe like <laughs> I did with the like we did with the Savitar uh, reveal. We'll we'll have a uh, we'll have a, a where we had put a bit various theories out there, and then each week we can update them by by a vote. Go ahead and study, my friend, and and when you're ready. When you're when you're prepared, you can you can claim that you called yep. it. It's obvious that Nora is a byproduct of the Enlightenment because there's still a mystery out there. Last season, why was she writing in her journal that code, which, if I remember correctly, was the same code that DeVoe had? So there's still some connection there, and that is all I'm going to say because, like my friend. Will, I am still studying as well. I'm just a bit more brave than he is. Um, <laughs> so so on that note, Polly, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you and learn more about all of your writing? Oh, you can find me on Twitter, and I talk about it quite often, at, um, at P underscore Mature, M-A-C-H-O-R, and uh, I'm on Flash Out on Tuesdays, Wattpad on Fantasy Hyphen Mom, if you're interested in that. And that's about it. <laughs> and Will, can our listeners find you and your Flash costume? You can find me and my Flash costume at Will Polk, that's W-I-L-L-M-L-K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>